I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 183. This week featuring my guest Pat Rennie out of Baltimore, Maryland. He is a local pop artist and a friend of the show. This is his second spin on it, and uh, I wanted to get him back on. He's got a new song out. It's called Is This Goodbye, and the uh, music video for it was uh, also shot by our mutual friend uh, Ian Bell, and I wanted to get him on, just kind of talk about that and talk about all the things that he's been up to. So um, if you're friends or fans of his and familiar with his work, uh, you can definitely find more information on all that on all of his social media platforms. Uh, he's got a big show coming up at Zen West. That'll be April 14th. So uh, you can be on the lookout for that as well. But uh, regardless, uh, thanks for listening. And um, thanks for supporting local music in general. All of us uh, definitely appreciate it. And um, you can definitely find this podcast on the socials as well. Uh, it always helps out. If you're able to drop a subscribe or a rating or a follow or any of that stuff. But uh, yeah, um, in personal news and notes, I'll be playing at Idiom Brewing uh, Friday night out in Frederick with the band, uh, with the Hollow Truths. And that should be about 7 to 10. Playing a lot of covers and uh, mixing in some of our songs as well. And then the uh, last few things I normally mention is uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is picking up for the season. Uh, so if you need any uh, video content on a budget, we can definitely hook that up for sure. And then uh, the sponsor of this show is Truly Strings out of Laurel, Maryland, which is where I take all my guitars. And uh, Stevens, the luthier who runs the shop, always uh, does a great job. And uh, without uh, any further rambling, get to the conversation here with Pat. Uh, the song you're about to hear is called Is This Goodbye? Welcome back on the, uh, the show again here. I think this is the uh, second spin so far. Yes, sir. Yeah, second time. Thank you for having me, Brett. Yeah, no problem. Looks like you've been up to uh, a number of things and uh, staying busy. I was checking out the uh, the latest and greatest here, the, the video. Uh, the new music video? Yeah, is this goodbye? Yeah, I'm super proud of how that music video turned out. I mean, um, Ian Bell, he's great at what he does. Like, anyone who, like, you know like is in need of music videos like you know um ian's your guy i mean like i've worked with ian like you know for many years now and he did the best of me music video which turned out really good you know and then for this music video we definitely just like wanted to take it up the next level like you know just like add more cinematic um you know stuff it definitely took a lot longer to make but you know i definitely think it was very rewarding for sure so uh what did you think about the new song though like you know versus the ep because uh, the new song is definitely a introduction of what the new album is going to sound like. It was cool. I was impressed with uh, some of the theatrics uh, in the sound there. 
kind of went up for almost an EDM like uh, hook, which was interesting. Yeah, that was exactly it, man. Um, I don't know about you, but every time like when I make new music, whether it's like, you know, another EP or in this case, like a full length album, I'm always that person that always like wants to try a different sound every time because like I feel like um, every time I make a certain project, I feel like if if I use a certain sound or a certain genre, a certain subgenre, like I kind of get tired of it after a while. And I'm like, yeah, I just like definitely got to mix it up because like Best in Me had synth pop elements, but Best in Me was like definitely more of like that cutesy lubby dubby um you know type of ep versus this full-length yeah. album is like more like like you said like more of like edm feel and everything like that which was exactly what i was going for so you caught on with that right you caught on with that yeah it's a cool progression in your sound and probably the right direction to go uh, thank you man i uh i don't listen probably to a ton of just outright pop but i know obviously when you go out to bars or clubs or whatever like that's that's the jam that's what people want absolutely so, man i think that's probably a good strategy kind of see how that works out in the long run you know oh yeah for sure man i mean like that's one of the reasons like why i hit you up about doing this i um, mean um, coming back onto part-time rock stars just because like I spent like 15 months on this brand new album and I remember telling you at Ben Han's wedding, I told you, I was like, yeah, I mean like, you know, whenever I'm ready to talk about new music, of course, like I had a fun time last time and I really wanted to, um, you know, talk about this new album with you, man. Just like this album took uh, like almost a year and a half and it's like 15 months to make, which is like the longest, the longest I've ever done recording for any project I've ever done in the past. Like, you know, this yeah. definitely, I mean, obviously, like, yes, one, it's a full-length album, so that, like, obviously took a lot longer, but there was just, like, a lot of planning for this album, and crazy to think about, like, in a few short months, the new album is officially going to be released, so. So how many tracks did it end up being? Uh, it's going to be a 10-song um, song album. Um, I released a single, like, spring of last year called I'm Not Afraid. I don't know if you heard that one. Yeah, I uh, think so. Yeah, I'm Not Afraid was like a fun acoustic track. It was like kind of like giving people a taste of, you know, what the new music is going to sound like. And um, I'm Not Afraid is also going to be on that album. Uh, I feel like this time around with this album, like I said, how with Best in Me, Best in Me was more of like a, you know, like a Love is Blind type of um, themed EP. Like this one, I wanted more like, you know, topics about like stuff about like you know mental health stuff about um like um going after your dreams stuff like about like just uh, just to keep it like you know straightforward just like a taste of life you could say like you know just like yeah this album like you know i want people to listen to this album beginning to end and they're like damn i could just relate to every single song you know that's like even if you're not a musician you know like you're just someone who just listens to this album and goes like damn like you know i want to you know be the best um videographer i could be or i could i want to be like you know the best artist i can be you know stuff like that like that's what that's what i want you know people to when they listen to this album that's how i want them to feel once they finish like listening to this album you know yeah just like inspired i guess right exactly yeah which I mean... leads to yeah like the name of this album is gonna be called driven uh, you know, very straightforward to the point. Um, it's called Driven. Um, and it's actually coming out April 14th, which is actually going to be on my birthday. So 
um, April 14th. And well, that's like actually another reason like why I hit you up about, you know, coming back too. It's just like, I have an announcement I want to make too. It's just that April 14th will also be my headlining album release show at the record. Oh, right on. I, th- I thought I saw a record show coming up for you. So I was going to ask about that as well. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. Yeah. If you and your fiance could come out, come out, man, like that would mean a lot, man. So yeah, man. I'll help uh, try to pump it up as much as I can here. I'm trying to, I... to, to grow the podcast a little bit. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Well, the cool thing about the album release show, I mean, like I played at the record numerous times. Like, so, uh, the thing about this that makes it really cool is that, you know, so we have a VIP set, um, a VIP pass for the show. So only it's only limited amount for only 50 people. So April 6th, like, you know, a week before the record show, um, it's going to be the VIP um, night at Zen West. So huh. basically, yeah, so basically at Zen West, you go into Zen West and you get a free ticket for the record theater. You also get, you know, um, first free drink and a... Um, raffle ticket for a $50 bar tab for when you're at the record also plus free signed um you know cd and the live acoustic performance of myself along with chad gray who will be direct supporting me but on top of that too i mean everyone who buys the vip pass will get to listen to the album a week before its release so people who People who like want to hear obviously people who have heard i'm not afraid and is this goodbye you know that's one thing but like you know they get to listen to the entire 10 song album from beginning to end when they're at zen west so that's the cool thing about the vip passes so anyone who's listening right now like now if you guys you know want to you know come out to the record show but you want to hear a bit of the album before it's released like you know come over to zen west april 6th you know for the vip pass you know it's gonna be a lot of fun you know, guys get to hear brand new songs get to hear live acoustic performances q a all that good stuff so. Right on. I mean, obviously, uh, we talked before about uh, my friend Luke Roberts or LJR. Um, oh yeah, I see and, he's got show coming up too. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty pumped about that um, at the yeah. end of January here. Um, but I mean, I think what's interesting about what you guys are doing is um, maybe it's like a pop genre thing. Maybe I'm harping too much on the genre, but maybe I'm not. Maybe. Like, you guys are kind of working harder than some of the other bands at figuring out, like, something to do promotionally that's just, like, a little bit different. And I think it's cool, you know? I I kind of catching on what you're saying with that. But I think it's because, I mean, this is just my opinion. I think it's just because there's not a lot of acts out there that do the genres that myself or LGR does, you know? So I feel like... In order to like you know get more you know attention or anything like that. Uh, also on top of that too, he's also a solo artist just like myself. So, yeah. and the difference between being a solo artist when you play a show at the record versus when you got three, four other guys in the band with you is that it's easier to promote the show because you got three, four other guys with you selling those tickets with you and everything like that. But when you're solo. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, you know, the backing musicians I've, um, you know, that have been, like, you know, playing with me, like, they help, you know, sell tickets as well. But it's just one of those things that yeah. it's a lot harder to, you know, it's, like, more challenging for um, one person to bring 50 people to the record, 50 plus, you know. So you got to come yeah. up with new ideas, like, new, fresh ideas that 
you know, at least this is just my opinion. I mean, Luke's opinion might be different than mine, but like for my opinion specifically, like I just feel like when you are by yourself and you have to come up with ways to get more people drawn to, I believe it's the value into like why you should come to the wrecker, why you should come to Zen West. It's like, uh, for example, you got new merchandise that, um, you know, that just came out. It's like, hey, you know, I got, you know, these new shirts, you know, um, they're only for a limited time. You know, you could um, catch a, you could get them while you can at my show at the record. Or in this case, like, you know, an album release show. Same thing. You know, like, hey, you know, I got a new album. You guys get to hear this album before it comes out. Um, that's just my opinion, though. That's just my opinion. Yeah, you got to be a little bit more creative, a little more inventive, I guess. Um and I feel like you guys are, are doing that. And uh, maybe more bands, like including myself, should probably pay attention. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it's uh, it's cool. I mean, you know, it gives you something more to look forward to and like a little bit more of a reason. I mean, I imagine I can only put myself like or put other people sort of in my perspective. And my perspective is always like sometimes you could be 50-50 about going out. So oh, like... Yeah. You know, you could definitely look for an, you know, ancillary benefit to going where it's not just the event itself. So, I mean, I think anything you can do to help push people over the edge is, you know, obviously a smart move. It's definitely a hustle, man. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's definitely a hustle. Like, uh, I can count the amount of times that I go to. I mean, not saying that I don't want to because, like, you know, I have a lot of friends in the music scene. But, like, you know, I go out to other people's shows and I support the scene as much as I can. And every time I'm there, you know, whenever I see someone who I've never met before, it gives me a great opportunity to show them my music and say, hey, I mean, if you like... Um, so-and-so, you know, I think you might like this, you know, so it's definitely a hustle. Yeah. So like, definitely, it's really a grind to just, like, go to other, um, you know, people's shows, and and they they see that, too. Like, you know, promoters really do see, like, oh, wow, like, you know, he's not just in it just, like, for a show. Like, he's really there to really support the scene, you know, and that really says a lot because, like, a lot of musicians, like, I don't know about you, but one of the biggest pet peeves I have in the scene is, like, when, um, someone does a show but they don't stick around for the other acts and they just like straight bounce right after like that's <laughs> yeah. like the big that's the biggest pet peeve i have you know in the scene so yeah it's kind of one of those classic moves that uh doesn't make you <clears throat> a lot of extra friends but um <laughs> i try not to do that myself and then obviously if other people do it i don't know i can't always judge because it's like people got families and got work in the morning and god knows what but you know usually the friends you end up making are the ones who actually do kind of hang out stick around and Absolutely. uh you know for whatever the circumstances may be you know the people tend, tend to have a little more fun i mean it, it's gonna play in your favor in the long run i think do you, um, do you have any shows uh for this year that you've done so far i know that 23 just started but like you know oh by the way like um happy late 23 by the way but uh uh, yeah, yeah. January's flying by here. Right. Um, yeah. Um. I mean, these days I play a lot of uh, acoustic shows just to kind of make some extra money, and I don't always like advertise those as much because, yeah, you know, they're not necessarily the band, and obviously right. you want to kind of have the band shows be more exciting. But yeah. um. 
Sorry, I cut you off. No, nah, you're good. I think the ones we get this week, we actually have a sort of a unique week because we have two band shows. Um, then it wasn't really supposed to be that way, you know. Um, obviously, you kind of want to give each show some breathing room, but one got rescheduled to like the same week. So we're uh, we're Zissimo's, I think, on Wednesday, and then uh, Monument City Brewing in Baltimore on Friday. No, but I feel you though. What, what I was gonna say is like I feel you on the acoustic part because I don't know why like some people like really want you to like at least from my experience whenever I do cover gigs like you know people like you know still want me to like try to bring and I'm like I don't know like cover gigs are like the only times that I don't really like to not that I don't like to promote it's just more of like I'd rather promote when it comes to like a big event of you know a ticket selling show you know, trying to bring like 50 plus people to either like angels or the record or anything yeah. like that. But that's just the way how I see it, you know? Uh, and also it's just something that's so rewarding about when people buy tickets to see you and they're singing along to your song. Like that's just like the yeah. best feeling in the world, man. That's just the best feeling yeah. in the world. Yeah. It's awesome. If, uh, if you're getting out like that for sure. I mean, I see it from both angles, you know, as a business, you want people to promote, or bring as many, you know, friends as they can. Exactly. So, uh, I kind of feel like what most people do is, like, almost a second stage name, you know, like, for the cover shows. So, that's kind of what I've adopted. I mean, like, it's crazy, like, since you mentioned the stage name, like, you know, uh, that people know me so well as Pat Rennie now that, you know, like, for my stage name, that people forget that my name's actually Patrick Alzadon which is like the fun thing about that because people are so used to saying my stage name. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny because, you know, well, we were in the same table at Ben DeHaan's wedding and I remember that a few people in the table, they were shocked when I was like, oh yeah, actually my name is Patrick Alzadon. And they're just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's just something yeah. that I couldn't help think about. That was just like so funny. Like even yes. Ben, even Ben put me as Pat Rennie, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> for the table. So like, you know, <laughs> No, nah, man, I feel like that's a good thing. You're uh, been been staying at it long enough. People are starting <laughs> starting to stick, you know. It's a very memorable name. It's like you know, I remember I did a uh, interview with Brad Cox for the Mog. Like I don't know if you ever heard his podcast. Oh yeah, I just listened to uh, to Luke's uh, last episode on it. Oh man, Brad does his research. He really does his yeah. research. Does, whenever he does uh you know interviews like on the mog he really does his research but like um i remember um brad showed me a preview of my interview with him and then he actually said my last name right and i was just like oh my gosh brad all power to you all power to you this is like one of the reasons why i went by the stage name pat rennie for many years because like um i've said this to you from the last time we did this um you know part-time rock star like you know before the solo artist stuff i was in a short-lived pop punk band and, um, like, I was able to get away with people, like, mispronouncing my last name because people were saying Face a Day or Pat from Face a Day, that kind yeah. of a thing. So, but when you go solo and you, like, you know, don't have those three other guys with you, it's like, you know, yeah. you can't help but think, like, okay, like, it gets, it, be, it gets so annoying. It's like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> ah. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I I went off on my own. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go buy Pat Rennie just because, like, it's just such a – it's just so much easier to say, so. Oh, yeah. No. You know what was weird, though, speaking of that? Like, uh, I'm not – I'm 
just thinking about this now, just because um, last night I was at Zen West and I was catching up with people who I've shared the stage with. You know how it is, Brett. You know how it is. Like, you know, you um, share the stage with people and then you catch up like at other people's shows and everything like that. Right. And um, I remember I was ca catching up with someone who performed last night. It was for our first record show. I mean, like the record show, uh, at least my first record show as a solo artist, because, you know, back when the record was like closed for many years, you know, like, like it was just like, anyways, like I, I'm never going to forget that first record show um, at December of 2021. And it was like, just a crazy thing to think about only because like, like standing on that stage, you know, as a solo artist versus when you have three other guys with you playing pop punk, it's just one of those things that makes you go like, damn, like uh, it's, I was on this like stage for when I was 18 and here I am many years later and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like this is fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't think I've been doing it as long as you have, but, uh, right. <laughs> um, were you actually, uh, literally solo or did you, you just mean you were uh solo in name, but you uh, solo, in, solo in name. I, yeah, I've had please. my backing guitarist, Jeff Hines with me. With, yeah. Um, you know, um but just like a solo name, like, you know, it's just like one of those things like where it just, I don't know. It's just something that's just so rewarding about like, you know, when people are cheering your solo name versus like, you know, when you have three other yeah. guys like you know, cheering for the band or um, stuff like that, I, I guess, I mean, everyone's experience, everyone's music journey is different, but I mean, I've always remembered my music journey well, at least with my music experience of being a solo artist, like always being like more rewarding versus when I was in the band. Uh, every everyone's everyone's story is different, like I said, but and uh, uh, that's just the way how I see it, you know. Yeah, you and uh, you and Dahan definitely have like kind of a parallel thing going. I think for sure. We talk about it all the time, actually. Yeah, it's funny. Nah, um, that. It was crazy to think. Wait, speaking of Ben Han, though, I gotta ask you this. Uh, you know, were you ever an American Diary fan? I didn't know who he was until he was solo. I guess. I oh, you see, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it so rewarding. It's just like, cause I mean, I knew him from the band American Diary before he went solo. But yeah. the reason why I brought that up is because like it's so rewarding, and I talk to Ben about this all the time. How it's so rewarding when you are more known for your current project now versus yeah. like the project where you know when you started you know that's just like the reason why i brought that up you know because you know even though like people know me more as pat rennie versus pat rennie from face of day it's just like it's just so rewarding about it and i i get it though like the other guys from the group like don't do music anymore so I, it's not like anyone's fault or anything like that but it's just like one of those things like where i just never gave up on it and i just like kept going you know so yeah no reason yeah. to uh to slow down on it unless something forces you to i guess i don't know people think that like, when dies like when, when a band breaks up like that's it for them like they, there's yeah. like no which is so unfortunate yeah i mean everybody's in it for slightly different reasons but sometimes i feel like a lot of people are in it for like camaraderie so oh, yeah. if that goes away it's sort of like well I don't really want to be like solo or go have to find new friends. I mean, I'm kind of speaking hypothetically or rhetorically, but I yeah. don't know. 
the real wake up call for me, like solo, I think I don't remember if we talked about this the last podcast interview. It was like when back when I was on America's Got Talent. I don't know if I, if I mentioned that the last time, but like you know, when I auditioned for America's Got Talent, even though granted it was so freaking scripted, it's just like it was scary. I ain't gonna lie to you, yeah. man. It was scary because. I'm not. I wasn't used to just having it just me and my acoustic guitar. It was scary as, you know, scary as hell, man. But yeah. you know, see, like you know, just performing and seeing how the other um, contestants were, like you know, just like vibing with what I was playing. I was just like, you know what? Maybe this whole solo thing isn't so bad after all. You know, so it it was no. slow. At, I will say it was slow at first. Well, if you're going to go off on your own, you got to build up the confidence, you know, to be able to play yeah. on your own. Real slow at first because, you know, people think like just because like, you know, I used to be in a band, you know, and, you know, I had those connections at one point meant that, you know, um, yeah, I could still go to the same studio or I could still book at the record. Or I could still do this and this. But, you know, I realized that, oh, that's not the case. That's not the case because like um, – I started to realize, oh, studio time's more expensive because you don't got three other guys who split that, you know, pay with. And then yep. you realize that, um, well, I was the only, like, say, like, one of the guys was the ones who was always booking our shows. I was never the one who booked our shows. So yep. when I, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, I did not know how to email a promoter. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. So I was just like, okay, I guess I'm just going to be playing open mics then because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> So like yeah. that's what I'm saying. It started very slow, you know. It started really slow. But. Um, <clears throat> speaking of uh, open mics, I uh, had a, I noticed something kind of interesting um, in that uh, I reread your bio on Spotify just to catch up and see if I missed anything. And um, strangely enough, uh, it looks like Derek Credito wrote it. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I don't know if that's we how you say him. his name. But I ran into him the other night at uh, Open Mic, and I actually meant to get him on the podcast here. The dates haven't quite lined up yet, but I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, Derek's good people, man. He's good people. Now, it's, fu it's funny you saying that because we met at an Open Mic many years ago. So. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and he was a hardcore fan of my very first EP, which is, I like, listening <laughs> back. My very first EP. I don't listen to those songs anymore. Like something about like the first two EPs before Best of Me came out. It's just like something that's just so embarrassing. And I just go like, oh, what was I thinking at the time? You know. But Derek freaking loves the old songs. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I can't. I think that's every for you though. Every artist like the newer their music gets, like the more they, you know, they cringe when they listen to their old songs. Like I, I think that's every artist for you though. At least from my experience, but yeah, I think so. I mean, you definitely mature and, and get better. I I like to I don't know, kind of laugh at some of the some of the older stuff that I've done or whatever. It's just like I feel like as long as you were trying to have fun with it at the time, you can only be like so embarrassed about it. I don't know. It's like <laughs> right. You gotta experiment. You gotta try stuff, and sometimes it doesn't always land or work out oh exactly man which is funny because like it's the name of the all right so there's a song off my very first ep that derek loves called accept the facts which is the same name as my first ep and that's mm. like probably 
the one song that I wrote that I actually hate playing live. Like, <laughs> yeah. I literally hate the song with a passion. But I'm <laughs> like, I remember I did a show at Zen West, was it? Zen West last year. And someone screamed out, um, you know, play except. Like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> not? I was like, uh, it's just so embarrassing, and it's just like something that's it's just like ah, uh, it's just like ah, uh, just the thought of it. Like I'll never, I'll never play that song live. No, never. Uh, like, live. Even if uh, even if Derek comes out to your show. <laughs> oh, he's tried. Trust me, he's tried. Derek, if you're listening, I know, I know you love that song, but it's all personal preference, man. Just uh, charge people extra. The VIP package, you know, uh, you get. Oh, uh, I might have get, to do that. You get your. Yeah. If someone at the VIP on April 6th and they're asking, like, you know, at the Q&A, just like, hey, can you play one of your old songs? I'm going to be like, uh, okay, can you buy me a drink <laughs> or something like that? I think that's well, fair. Yeah, I think it's fair if they bought the VIP ticket. I mean, you know, hey, that's, the, that's the time. <laughs> the VIP is, is a good deal, man. Yeah. It's a really good deal. Yeah. I mean, like, you lot, you know, just for a week before the record show. You get a lot already. I mean, come on, like, you, you get to listen to the album before it's released, you get, you know, a Q&A, live acoustic, you know, a uh, raffle ticket for a $50, um, you know, beer tab. Like, it's it's such a good deal, man. Such a good deal. Yeah, did you go through the uh, venue to get the drink special, or is that something you're sort of doing um, on your own? I'm just curious. I'm not sure if you're really supposed to talk about it or not, but... Um, so, uh, I don't think, yeah, I really can't answer that, I guess. Now I'm thinking about it because of the people who I talked to about it. Yeah. I'll just leave it at the VIP stuff was my idea. I'll just leave it at that. You know, it was okay. my idea. And then yeah. basically helped me, you know, come up with like, how can we make this like, you know, legit, you know, I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, because uh, I mean, Luke uh, doesn't mind anyone talking about it, um, obviously, because he's telling everyone on earth about it. But oh, um, he's he, the most uh, <laughs> on social media. He yeah. has speaking what's on his mind on social media. Yeah, but even like business deals or whatever you want to call it, like I know he uh, he said he got like the tattoo shop across the street from the wrecker to host um, like a pre party, which uh, I thought was kind of you know uh, was a good idea. I didn't even know about that. Wow. Yeah. So. He he said he actually has a problem where he's trying not to confuse people that the free, free booze is, at the the free booze is at the the pre party, not the venue. Yeah, that's so, very specific about that when you're posting it. Exactly. So, so I just wasn't sure how you uh, finagled it, but it, uh, it doesn't really matter. I was just curious. So that's cool. Yeah, man. I'll say this though, like you know, my experience, like you know, um, like with Luke, is just like um. I remember the first uh, the first time, like, you know, I met him and he filmed my second music video for my second EP at the time. And, oh, my God, like, that was, like, the first time I was just like, oh, my gosh. So this is what it's like, you know, filming a music video. So, yeah. like, no joke, that's what, how it felt like. Granted, it was, like, the same, sp- the, the same space where he films his, like, you know, where he filmed his YouTube covers, like, you know, from yeah. back in the day. Like, it doesn't feel like back in the day, but it kind of does at the same time because he's been making YouTube videos for a very long time, you know, those professional yeah. YouTube But, like, I just couldn't get over how, like, how dope it was seeing 
uh, the music video, um, you know, at hit that same space, like, you know, just for just to promote my second EP at the time, you know, the first music video I've ever done, like for the for my first EP, actually, the guy who filmed that was my, um, my backing guitarist who plays my live shows. So yeah, crazy thing about that was like, uh, he basically uh, just started getting into films around that time. And I just finished up recording a, um, you know, my first EP at the time. So my for the for uh, my former producer from the old studio I used to record at, he was basically hitting me up saying, "Hey, this guy is uh, needs a test dummy for you know some you know equipment that he's using. Like, do you want to film a music video?" I'm like, "Yeah, why the heck not?" You know, yeah. why the heck? At the time when you're starting out in the music scene, you know, you're you're the kind of person that you just don't really say no to anything. You just basically say yes to whatever is given to you. But then, like, later on the line, you know, there are times, like, you know, where you start to think, all right, is this a smart idea or is this not a smart idea? Like, for example, you know, I don't know how bands do this, you know, but I'm just not one of these people where um, some bands, like, they have one show. And then, you know, like, a few weeks afterwards, they have another show booked. And they got another show booked. Like, if you, I'm like, I can't do that. I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's something about, like... When I have a show, I like to make sure that the quality that of the people of the the tickets I sell, try to make sure like there's like a good amount of people that buy my tickets, just to make sure like you know that I'm not, um, you know, making any of the promoters mad. You know, making sure that you know, making sure that you know the venues filled up, making sure that people are having a good time. Like there's, I'm more of the, there's, uh, going back to the there's value into you know the shows that you know why like you know giving people more of the why they should come to the show kind of thing. I'd, it's that's why like I just prefer like you know just spacing out my shows versus like when there are some people who like you know have one show and then a few weeks after they get both another show I just I just can't do that I just can't do that. Well, I'm sure uh, the promoters appreciate it. They are by far, <laughs> you know. Oh, I... yeah. But I think most of us just like to play. <clears throat> so at the end of the day, you just kind of find like a balance between you know where you're where you're playing and what the benefit of it is to the venue or not. I mean, I, I don't know. There's, I think it's also uh, everyone's everyone's different. You know, there's two types of musicians out there. The ones who just love to play and the ones who really um, want to, who want to bring the crowd. You know, there's two types of musicians. And I noticed that from time playing at um, local venues. Like, that's just something I really noticed. But, like, um, obviously, like, with April being my album release show, you already know yeah. that one it's on sale you already know that i'm going to promote the crap out of it you already know that yeah it's an album release show man i mean if you're not if you're not promoting your album release show i'm like yeah then what what the heck why what's the point you know so also because another reason why i say this is because um when best of me was released and i had an ep release show it was a weird time because um like I released the Best of Me EP in April 2021, and you already know that, you know, it was, like, still kind of weird because, like, you know, they were still doing social distance shows and all the other shit. So, like, even though I had a sold-out social distance show at Zen West for my EP release for Best of Me, it did not feel like a sold-out show because... Yeah. Exactly, you know? Exactly. Hey, at least you can slap a sold-out sticker on the flyer, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, um, so, so man, so 
Yeah. Well, that's cool. Obviously, um, I was going to put uh, put the new song on this episode. Um, I could put the other one on here, too, in case people hadn't heard it yet. But it's really up, up, up to you. Um, I, I'm totally down with uh, I'm totally down with that. But um, yeah, like let's continue the let's continue the hi- the hype of is this goodbye because uh, yeah. a lot of people have been vibing with that, and I've been getting a lot of good feedback with it so far. You know, I'm super proud of how it turned out. I mean, like not even just like the song, the music video, uh, you know, and just the response from people in general. Man, it's just been like overwhelming in a good way, in a good way, but. Yeah, no, I I think you did a good job on it, and uh, obviously uh, Ian, as well. Um, Thank you, Brett. Kicking ass on the camera, and then um, Tony, deep in. So exactly, man. Um, I don't know exactly when I'll get this out. I've uh, actually kind of backlogged a little, but obviously it's gonna be before April for sure. So uh, yeah, probably just, just a couple weeks or something. Just remember, April 14th, headlining show at the record, guys. Right on. I'll make sure that's slapped on there pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, I will say I need to learn a little bit, or I could learn from Brad, or Brad Cox on the Mog there, in that his, uh, his enthusiasm is infectious. Uh, I've told oh, him that God. before. And uh, I don't have the same, like, interview style or personality, but I'm like, I could still, like, kind of figure out what you're doing here a little bit and make it you know, you slightly go, more exciting. So you go the flow, you just chat it up, you know? Yeah. So everyone's different, man. Everyone's different. You know, uh, you, you just chat it up and that's cool too. You know, just think of it like, you know, this is your style of a podcast. That's just the way how I see it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, it was good catching up. Good talking to you. And, um, yeah, right. I guess I'll just be texting you when I uh, get this thing, uh, uh, edit it up sounds good man alright have a good uh, good rest of your evening you man take care see ya so yeah thanks uh, for listening if you made it this far the uh, song you're hearing in the background is called Is This Goodbye and you uh, can find it wherever you listen to music I'm wide awake staring at the phone this isn't right cause you have left me all alone whatever happened to me so much harm you didn't try to understand Goodbye. It's just goodbye. You say you miss me, but your actions they say otherwise. Tell me right now, tell me right now. This is goodbye. I'm erase the pictures and all the messages, leaving behind the hurt. You have made me such a mess.
goodbye Bye.